Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Supply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They play very hard. I mean, they play as a unit. Real tough, tough guys on this side of the ball. Uh, Steel athletes. Uh, they like the pressure a lot, but I mean, hey, I mean, it's football, so I mean, we just got to come up schematically wise and outsmart them and be more disciplined than them. Uh, they're, they're a disciplined football team as well on the defense side of the ball. So, I mean, just coming in, I mean, it's, it's all going to be about us. I mean, we've got to focus on us and go out there and execute our game and play very high level. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boo tastes like too late for the Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday so far. We're going to have Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South joining us here in just a minute. We'll talk to him about the games tonight as well as the games this weekend specifically in the SEC, so looking forward to that. And uh, We already gave away our other pair of tickets to the Razorback football game. So if you did win it this time, hold on tight. We'll give away another pair this hour. We'll give you the details on that, on how to win. So uh, you should have an opportunity to, to try once again. But again, it's just great to see how people are wanting to go to the game and wanting to get out there and, and check it out. I'm excited about the tailgating especially i know at the buzz tailgate we're gonna be out there at eight o'clock so come on by and see us right behind double b's off of markham and van buren and then also uh just going to be seeing everybody out there tailgating and bouncing around and checking it all out with all the great foods that people are going to be cooking up and uh, all, all the great times and the great vibes are going to be happening right there at war memorial so uh, looking forward to that, but we know with tonight, you still have some really intriguing games. Florida and Utah, by far, is the most intriguing one, as uh, that game's going to be out on, at 7 p.m. on ESPN. And the reason this is interesting is because not only is Utah uh, they're being played there in Salt Lake City, and they are the 14th-ranked team in the country, and Florida is coming off of a disappointing year, and pressure is a little bit on Billy Napier, but you also have it to where you're not going to have Utah's starting quarterback. Uh, it looks like he's going to be out for this game. But according to Bet Saracen, Utah's still favored by five points in this game. So it's really intriguing, but that's just one of many. That's the top 25 matchup tonight. But uh, you're talking about not only Florida and Utah, but some other ones of note. you got Nebraska and Minnesota. you got Missouri, other SEC action happening. Uh, you can also check out Tulsa and UAPB. Uh, UAPB is going to be playing tonight. You can see that game on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock. That game's going to be there in Tulsa. So quite a few games. NC State and UConn, can't forget that one either. But uh, some really good games that will be happening tonight in college football as well as the weekend. So let's talk about somebody who knows all about college football, particularly in the SEC, as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South, friend of the show and a busy man. And Connor, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Gentlemen, doing well. Uh, feels good that we made it. The off season officially over. I, I need some football. I, I feel like I'm, I'm I, like the last few weeks have been like trying not to dig too deep into fall camp storylines. I'm glad we got some football this weekend. Can't can't wait for for tonight's opener. Well, speaking of tonight's opener, uh, we were talking about Florida and Utah. And of course, you know, Florida is a team. I'm sure you've thought about it and talked about it and written about it, and I know we have. You know, Billy Napier, not to say he's going to get fired this year, but they need to see something. And to have this game on the road to start off the season, 
it, it might be a pretty big one, especially if Utah's quarterback's not even going to play. So just what do you make of this matchup? And even though Florida won last year, do you feel like Florida can replicate that and win on the road there in Utah? It's a big opportunity for a variety of reasons. And it would have been big whether or not Cam Rising, like whether like if he's playing or not, like this is still really important for Billy Napier, not because he's in jeopardy of losing his job. I, anybody that's talking about that, you're ignoring the $31 million buyout. $31 million it would cost to fire him when we've never seen anybody pay more than what Auburn gave Gus Melzahn, $21.5 million. So I don't really like that conversation with him. But is he in a position where, yeah, you want to get some momentum in year two. You'd like to avoid being on every single hot seat list in America going into next season, knowing how difficult that schedule looks like. Yeah, and be a lot more... A lot, a lot more challenging to recruit if that's the discussion around you. But you got an opportunity on national television tonight to show, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I knew what I was talking about when I went out and I got Graham Murray. said I evaluated 20 quarterbacks in the transfer portal. I knew something that others didn't. I am able to maximize his abilities, go watch what he can do against a really respected Utah defense. I went out and I hired a 30-year-old defensive coordinator in Austin Armstrong. He was 29 at the time that he was hired, but he's 30 now. I know what I'm talking about. I, I know that this guy is going to dial up the pressures and he's going to get us back to playing the type of defense that we have expected at Florida for so long. This is an opportunity for him to show the world all of those things. After an offseason with really low expectations, this is the lowest preseason expectations that I've seen for a Florida season in my lifetime, and I was born in 1990. So tonight you know, has a, a very strong chance, in my opinion, of at least quieting some of those concerns. But you're still going on the road to a place where Utah, even without Cam Rising, they haven't lost at home in front of their home fans since 2018. Last home loss was 2020, but that was without fans. So it's a huge matchup, I think, for Florida. And to be able to move past some of those off-season storylines, I think, would be big for Billy Napier. The biggest piece that Florida lost is Anthony Richardson at quarterback, but what are some positives with that offense as far as returning players? The positive is that you've still got a one-two punch at running back. It's one of the best in the SEC, and it should be one of the best in college football. Montreal Johnson Jr. and Trevor Etienne were such a bright spot for that team last year. And, you know, you think about what is this Florida offense going to try and do? Ideally, it wants to run the ball. It wants to establish the line of scrimmage. But the question is whether or not they're going to be able to do that. I mean, they lost so many guys on that offensive line, which was kind of stunning. That's the, the overlooked part. Of, of this this Florida puzzle that we're trying to figure out is, yeah, like you have a quarterback that's got a lot of questions, but you've also got an offensive line that only returned one starter, and it's your center, and he's even questionable for tonight. So you have a lot of questions there up front, and are you going to be able to maximize what should be your biggest strength? Because Florida was a good running team last year. I mean, they really were, and they didn't even need the design runs from Anthony Richardson to be a good running team. But they have so many new pieces up front. I think that's kind of the area that they would like to be able to lean on. Florida would probably prefer to play in a lot of low-scoring games. They don't want to be playing in games that get into the 30s and have to rely on back-and-forth battles with Graham Mertz. They'd rather try and, 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 and sit on a lead and be able to kind of control that clock and show that they're the, the better team down the stretch in these games. So are you saying that Florida needs to play like Wisconsin, where Graham Mertz came <laughs> from? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, that's the irony, right? I mean... Yeah, Graham Mertz didn't end up staying at Wisconsin, where now they're installing the air raid with Phil Longo, and it's not the air raid that we've seen from from Mike Leach. But, yeah, at the same time, I mean, I don't think Graham Mertz is coming to Florida to throw the football 40 times a game. And if that's the case, buddy, it's going to get bad in a hurry for for Billy Napier here. Um, I just don't think that he has that in his arsenal based on what we've seen from him so far. And I don't think you could say that's all just the Wisconsin scheme. I mean, the guy has probably had as many loaded boxes to, to throw against as any power five starter. And it was still such a struggle. I mean, his numbers against AP top 25 competition, they're putrid. I mean, really, really bad. And so if he can establish in the early part of this season, Hey, you know what? I know what I'm doing. And I, I can be a distributor of the football in the way that this team needs and the way that Anthony Richardson wasn't last year. You know, that, that's huge. Like Anthony Richardson, the last college game he played, he went 36 minutes without a completed pass. I mean, that, that is an insane thing to think about. If Graham Mertz, can elevate that aspect of Florida's offense, they could be in a better spot and they could have a much more consistent offensive floor this year. So, Connor, also just uh, looking at it from Florida, I've heard people uh, on ESPN, I think it was Ian Fitzsimmons, said that the atmosphere there at, for Utah, at Utah is like a can, it's a cannibalistic nature that gets medieval on you. And I was like, okay, 
Um, that, that's that's one way of putting it. I have not been to Utah. I know Arkansas plays actually in Salt Lake City against Utah here in a few years, but I, I see that I'm like I don't know. Florida plays in a lot of places like LSU every every other year or whatnot. That's pretty intimidating. Do you think that maybe the atmosphere and the raucous nature of out there in Utah may be something that plays a factor into tonight's game? Absolutely. Yeah, look, uh, they, have, they have some great, great atmospheres in the west, western part of the country. And I know the Pac-12 right now, whatever, whatever we want to call it, moving forward, it, it is is getting a, a really, really tough uh, last couple months in terms of PR and the interest with the TV deal, all that stuff. But man, watch that game tonight. Watch that game tonight and tell me that doesn't look like a really, really fun atmosphere. It's going to be an adjustment. It, it is unique that these two teams are playing. You know that. I think it's the Sickos committee who reminded everybody, like, this is Florida's first non-conference road game outside of the state of Florida since, like, 1980 or something, which is just bananas to think about that, uh, how long it's been since we've seen a team like this travel to that region of the country. and Are they going to have difficulties dealing with the mountain air? You know, I spent a week out in Utah last year. I live in central Florida. Very different. Very, very different just in terms of the air that you breathe and how you're able to, to move around and what feels normal, I, and it will be an adjustment. So I, I think it's going to be a really fun matchup. It almost makes it more interesting, in my opinion, that Cameron is going to be playing to, to think that these two teams are going to have a what should be a pretty fair fight. It, it should be a fun physical game tonight on ESPN. And because of that, with Cam Rising not playing, or you mentioned Utah's defense already. You put more stock into their defense overall and helping them come away with a win if, if they are able to win this game? Yeah, I think so. I, I think Utah wins a low-scoring game. I think they win a low-scoring game. I think Florida covers, what was that spread? The spread has moved all over the place. I think it was initially at 11, but it was believed that Rising was going to be back, and then it's moved all the way down to like four, four and a half. I'm not sure what you guys have it at right now, but I think Utah's able to win this game by like three, and it, it's a game in which we don't really know how it's going to end, much like last year. I mean, think about that game last year where, you know, it was truly back and forth, and Florida ends up making a great play in the end zone, interception by Amari, Amari Bernie uh, on a play where it looked like, wow, Utah's about to take a go-ahead, you know, go-ahead touchdown drive right now. And, and instead, you know, Florida gets the big defensive stand. That might have been the high point of their season from that standpoint. But, you know, Utah's got four guys on that preseason all-pack 12 team. Uh, they, they are loaded up front. And, and that's just in their front seven I'm talking about. And they have six Six of the 21 preseason first-team All-Pac-12 guys are from Utah. And not one of those six guys is Cam Rising. This is a really talented football team coming off of consecutive Pac-12 championships. Go ask Utah, or go ask USC about how good Utah is. It's going to be a difficult matchup for Florida on the road. We're speaking with Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South here on the phone lines on Out of Bounds. And, Connor, uh, besides that game, though, there's quite a few of other college football games. you got another SEC team with Missouri playing tonight, too. Uh, you have some other Power 5 teams uh, that are going to be going at it. Uh, just a few, a few of note, like Nebraska, Minnesota, which I know may be a barn burner to some. But uh, as far as the other games, though, tonight, uh, which one has your attention or maybe the one that you're most intrigued in? How about, how about Arkansas's biggest rival, Mizzou? Uh, no, I <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> cheek. Uh, no, I am interested, though, in seeing a couple of things with Mizzou. And, and I'll take it with a grain of salt because it's against South Dakota. But they're going to have a quarterback rotation. Brady Cook hasn't necessarily established himself as QB1, despite the fact that he finished the regular season pretty well, played really well in that game against Arkansas. But there is real momentum for Sam Warren, the second-year guy, the former Elite 11 guy, to take over this offense. And what does that look like now with Kirby Moore calling plays on the offensive side of the ball? It's the first time Eli Drinkwitz has brought in an offensive play caller during his time as a head coach. What does that quarterback situation look like? Then what does it look like for Luther Burden, guy who was the number one overall receiver in the 2022 class and had kind of an up and down first year in just terms of in terms of finding ways to use him? That was a, a very well documented issue for that Mizzou team. And what does it look like this year now that he's playing out of the slot? Don Lovett, their leading receiver, he transferred to Georgia, so maybe he's playing in his more comfortable role. There'll be some takeaways from Mizzou, albeit against very much lesser competition. How about UCF making their Big 12 debut? They play an out-of-conference game, but they play against Kent State, a team that Arkansas will see next week. Yeah, and you know, down here in my neck of the woods in Orlando, there's, it's weird to think I live in Big 12 country now. That doesn't <laughs> really feel right. That doesn't make sense at all to me. Um, look, John Rice Plumley in a different world in a different time, 
would have been so fun to stay in the SEC. The UCF starting quarterback, um, my my one of my my SDS colleague Chris Marler calls him Bro Jackson because he's a two sport stud, uh, and he is so fun to watch in this offense. Like if you're trying, if you're one of those college football fans, you're like trying to figure out right, what am I going to watch tonight? Maybe you know Florida Utah's blood or something like that. You're, you want to turn on a game? Turn on John Rice Plumley. Just watch him cook. A guy who was so good that first year as a true freshman as a runner at Ole Miss. It's still go back to that game that he played against the eventual national champ, LSU. It was a thing of beauty watching that guy move in space. Uh, he'll be worth the price of admission. UCF is a fun team. They're kind of a dark horse Big 12 team. Big 12 is fun this year. Last year, Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. And dare I say, the Big 12 is about to get a lot more interesting without those two. But with those two this year, with the four new additions, it's going to be a really interesting race in the Big 12 and perhaps one that's going to have a, a very, uh, well, I mean, if Texas isn't able to be back this year, one that could have some very significant implications long-term. Well, Connor, also looking at the, the slate of games all weekend long, it's going to be great just having games on Saturday and Sunday and even Monday. But uh, of all the games that are going on, maybe some of the top 25 teams, who do you feel like maybe on upset alert? Or maybe a team, because we see it's happened before where a team, whether the top 25, maybe even just a major power five team going up against a, a group of five. But is there any team or any game in specifically that you see you're like, hey, this could be upset city this weekend? Well, I don't like it, It's not really fair to call it an upset, but for a while, like I, I've been saying Florida State against LSU. I, I think. I think Florida State's a bad matchup for LSU. I do. Like, I, I thought that for a while. I thought that for the Mason Smith suspension, which is just complete and total bogus. And I realize that spread is like two and a half points, so I'm not really going on a limb by saying I think Florida State is going to win in their home state when they won this matchup last year. But that's the one where I feel like we're going to ha- we're going to be having such a different conversation about LSU, I think, on Monday compared to the one that we've been having for the last eight months. And college football is unique in that eight months can just go out the window just like that in week one. And I think what we're going to see from LSU is that they're they're a little bit more mortal than a lot of people have made them out to be as this you know, preseason SEC champ potential playoff type team. And I think we're going to see those weaknesses. Florida State has a really good chance of exposing the weakness that LSU has, which is in the secondary. They have so many question marks on that back end. And what does it look like if they can't get home rushing four? They have such a good group of receivers, Florida State does, with Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman coming in from Michigan State, Jaheim Bell coming in from South Carolina. They have a quarterback who can absolutely make you pay if you are not really good on the back end. And if you can't get home, you will extend plays so unbelievably well. So I think it's not so much upset alert, but I think that's the one where we're all of a sudden going to be having much different thoughts about LSU than we did entering the weekend. Now that game with LSU and Florida State, it is a top 10 matchup, the most marquee game on the schedule this weekend. But other than that game, what are some games you're just looking forward to in general? I like Colorado TCU. That's going to be fun. Seeing the debut of Dion, uh, seeing what it looks like with a team that had, what, like 57 transfer portal additions, <laughs> just unprecedented type stuff against the defending runner-up TCU squad that, Everybody's kind of looking at with with you know, a little bit side eye, like, "Hey, was last year fluke, or was sixty-five to seven just the sign of a team that got exposed? You had your moment. Now you're going to go back into seven-five-eight-four territory. I think that one's going to be really interested. You know, TCU's a three-touchdown favorite, so maybe it won't be particularly close. I think people want to just hate on Neon and probably not acknowledge that Colorado is, in my opinion, like an even worse Power Five team than Bandy." one bowl game in the last 15 years and a lot of people if Dion doesn't get to a bowl game this year will be like see he's failing but to me that's ridiculous but that that is just such a juicy opening weekend matchup and then you know I'm an Indiana grad so I'm a little bit biased here but Ohio Mm -hmm. State Indiana think about this guys that's going to be the 330 game on CBS that's not going to feel right that's just going to feel so weird we're going to see if you flip over to that that's just going to oh what's what's going on 330 CBS that doesn't make any 230 I realize in, in your neck of the woods, but uh, that's going to be one that I think is going to be interesting. Not so much that I think it's going to be close or anything like that, but hearing Gary Danielson on the call for Big Ten game at 3.30, 2.30 Central, it's just going to be a head-scratcher that we'll probably, uh, we'll probably be talking about opening weekend. Dude, you're telling me that the Sunday morning game at 11 a.m. on CBS between Rutgers and Northwestern doesn't get you going? Like that? That's not the one on Sunday you're going to be checking out? 
Uh, you know, look, I, my first exposure to college football as a kid growing up in the suburbs of Chicago was going to Northwestern football games and sitting at the bleachers in what was then called Dyke Stadium, nicknamed, well, later renamed to Ryan Field. And I did not realize I was watching Big Ten football until I was like 10. So, <laughs> look, uh, it's, it's, yeah, that, needless to say, that will not be getting uh, space on any one of my screens available that I have in my house. Yeah, I, I was just, when I was looking through it, and uh, we actually talked with Chris Marler yesterday about it, I was like, oh my goodness, it's 11 a.m. nationally televised from Piscataway, New Jersey on a Sunday. And uh, Rutgers, according to Bet Saracen, has a six and a half point favorite in this one. But the over under is set at 39 and a half. Oh, so, over. Oh. Let's go over. <laughs> Thinking it's going to be a shootout, maybe. I don't know. But, man, how, I, I just want to know who who's a bright idea is like, hey, let's have this huge Big Ten matchup of Northwestern and Rutgers on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m. That's impressive. I mean, look, it beats some of the, some of the, the Power Five FCS matchups that, that we're getting. At least there's. It, you know, if you're going to be bad, you've got to have Sicko's committee appeal, right? You've got to be so bad that you're good. It's like that bad Sunday morning movie. At least get us to that place where we, we're going to have punts that are with. We're going to have you know teams punting from like the 34 yard line. I mean, this is going to be for those for the Sickos. This is truly going to be a masterpiece. I don't know what in the world to expect of Northwestern after the offseason that's been, but. Man, it's it's going to be so bad that it's probably good. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm wanting no one of those, you know, historic like six to three final score type things. You know, just one that has all the makings for something that's beautifully disastrous. That's what I'm hoping for. But hey, it's great just to have games whatsoever, no matter what time, what day, and they're going to have plenty of them this weekend. Connor, my man, as always, we appreciate it. Enjoy this whole long weekend of college football, man. We'll be catching up with you as the season goes on. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Again, that was Connor O'Gara of Saturday Night South joining us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more Out of Bounds and Trash Talk Thursday. So stay with us. Tune in every Friday morning to hear Danny West from Hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by HJ Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local folks with great products, visit them online at HJTrailerSales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Sports Center. We are just two days away from Arkansas football kicking off their season against Western Carolina at War Memorial Stadium. Coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday for his final update before the game. He talked about Luke Haz starting at tight end as a freshman. What keeps freshmen off the field is not knowing what they're doing or not physically able to do it or, or uh, you know, the development's not quite there as fast. But his has been ever since he's been here. And so, really excited to see what he can bring to us. Maybe an extra dimension that maybe not have in the past. Two SEC teams will start their season tonight, both at 7 o'clock. Florida will face 14th-ranked Utah on ESPN. Then Missouri will take on South Dakota on SEC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Everybody, everywhere, has heard the endless offers to bring your current phone in and trade up for the latest model. Jump from iPhone 10 to iPhone 23. Switch from flip phone to Android. <laughs> You've heard it all, but you haven't heard this. This month at Guatney Chevrolet, trade your old phone towards a new ride. That's right. Why go trading your phone for another phone when you can trade a phone towards a car? During August, your old trade-in phone is worth $500 towards any car trade truck or SUV on the lot. And the best part is everyone is getting approved this month, regardless of credit or your current situation. You might not have a down payment, but odds are you have an old phone. So don't upgrade your phone this month. Upgrade your ride instead by bringing it to Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. 
Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at GoGreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our Green Saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee pricing rebates, 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500 up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. And don't forget a Red River. We deliver. God bless. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral Vodka Seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial-tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We do things around here my way. You understand that? You show me the kind of smarts. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. On 103.7 The Buzz. Thursday here on Out of Bounds. We're never going to talk trash about Guadney Chevrolet because it is the final day of August, folks. I know it's crazy to think about, but they have some great deals going on each and every month. In the month of August, they've had one of their best deals, but since the month of August ends today, you got to get over there right now because not only are they having plenty of money off on a select vehicles, brand new vehicles, mind you, like the Equinox for $2,500 off. How about the High Country 2023? $6,000 off. How about the Silverado RST, which I'm a huge fan of. I drive one myself. As much as $9,000 off. These are deals that are just not going to be anywhere. They're only at a place like Guadney Chevrolet. And they also still have the endless offers on top of that with the cell phone trade-in. So if you have an old phone that you're not using anymore and you bring it into Guadney Chevrolet, they're going to give you $500 worth your next ride as trade-in. It's like a down payment. Everyone's qualified. So don't worry about trading that in for a new phone. The only thing that the new phones have is just a little bit of a better camera, but that doesn't matter anymore. Get yourself a new vehicle with Guadney Chevrolet right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. It's at 1301 TP White Drive. They're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. And you can also see the inventory that they have at GuadneyChevrolet.com, which is always great to check it out. But if you want to get this deal, you got to go there in person today to make sure you make it happen with Guatney Chevrolet. So we appreciate Guatney being a part of the show each and every day. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. So a little Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate Connor O'Gara joining us in the previous segment. Always good uh, catching up with him and knowing that uh, we're going to have some games to watch tonight. Because there's not any on Friday night, though, right? It's just, oh, yeah. Th- yeah. Is, yeah. Is it's it all the way night? through. Yeah, okay. today through Monday. Why did I think there was none on Friday night? Is, is, is there a, not, not anything that's marquee on Friday. Maybe that's Friday. why. Well, I mean, it's still college it's football still, nonetheless. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. football. And there are six games altogether. Now, tonight, UAPB plays Tulsa on ESPN+. Yeah. Dr. J called, and he wanted to definitely... 
mention that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one that uh, we were discussing of uh, you know, some of the games tonight that may have some interest, especially for people here in the state of Arkansas. And without a doubt, UAPB, be on ESPN Plus, that'd be a big one. And uh, also, you know, mention. 7 o'clock. Yeah, 7 o'clock. In fact, a lot of these games are at 7 o'clock. Some of them are up on ESPN Plus, uh, which makes it uh, pretty convenient if you got the multi TV set up. But I guess we can still, for the time being, call it Pac 12 after dark. Because they are the Pac-12 still, kind of, technically. <laughs> uh, Arizona State plays tonight at 9 p.m. Central Time. So for those who are going to be staying up late, you can check that out, uh, too. But. Uh, and speaking of that, a late game. So tomorrow night, Stanford and Hawaii. So Stanford is making a trip to Hawaii. And we saw that Hawaii had a, a better showing against Vandy than most expected. So can they get an upset at home against Stanford? Yeah, you got Stanford-Hawaii. That one, yeah, 10, 10 p.m. Yep, I'll probably be uh, staying up and watching it, though. Also got uh, Missouri State and Kansas, too, going at it on uh, Friday. That's on the Big 12 Network or ESPN+. Plus. You got Louisville, Georgia Tech. So you got some power. You got Miami. You got the U going. So Michigan State, too. You got a few Power 5 Miami teams. versus Miami of <laughs> the Ohio. Battle, the Battle of Miamis. I think I did see something that maybe a Miami of Ohio guy was, like, talking trash, be like, oh, we're going to show we're the real Miami. It's like, oh, well. Big Ben ain't walking through that door, my man. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but I don't know. It'll be great. It'll be great to check them out and see uh, see all those games. And that's going to be happening throughout all of the weekend. So here's the thing, though, is I know we have a few uh, Razorback football tickets that we've been giving away here at this point, And we're going to give away another pair right now. Now, here's the key. This is actually going to be not just a first caller thing. It's a trivia question that we're going to ask. So you may be like, oh, well, that's unfair. What if I don't know? Well, it comes with a little bit of a bonus because not only do you get a pair of Razorback football tickets, you're going to get hooked up with parking to the game itself too. So best of all worlds. So this is going to be for two tickets to the Razorback football game as well as parking. So if you want a chance at winning one of the – or I guess not one of them, but if you want a chance at winning both because that's what you'll get, uh, you have to answer the trivia question correctly. So call in right now at 501 661 1037, and we'll give you a chance to uh, talk, uh, answer the trivia question itself because I think it's a pretty good one. It's Razorback football related. You know, we don't want to make it too difficult or too crazy, but it's uh, it's Razorback football related. And I will, uh, for a little bit of a hint, because I feel like that's always nice that if you're the first caller, you don't have any hints. But here, here's your little hint. It is going to have to do with consensus. All right. I mean, it's, I feel like that should be a pretty easy uh, get going forward. So it's, it has to deal with consensus. So, again, if you want a chance at winning, trivia question right now for a pair of tickets to the game and parking, call in 501 661 1037. All right. We'll go ahead and have Eric and Litterock kick us off here. And, Eric, are you ready for a chance to win Razorback tickets and a parking pass? Let's give it a shot. All right. So, here's your trivia question. Arkansas has had seven players named Consensus All-Americans in the SEC era. Can you name two of the players that were the special teams All-Americans? Oh. No. No, I can't. Not even a guess? Just take a guess. Yeah, just... Man, I'm drawing a blank. Don't guess Reggie Fish. Yeah, don't do that one. (laughs) So no names, no nothing, Eric. Nothing? All right, sorry about that, man. Yeah, Appreciate you calling in trying in. So, yeah, so two players were consensus All-Americans for Arkansas in the SEC era that were special teams players. And when I say special teams players, they were named All-Americans on because of their special teams, not necessarily that that was their only position. Let's try Alex in Arkadelphia. Alex, do you have an answer for us? Uh, no, I don't. You have a but guess. Did, yeah, uh, Joe Adams. And Joe Adams is one. And? Uh, Zach Hawker? No, that is a good guess. It is not Zach Hawker. It's not Zach Hawker, but you did get one of them, Alex. So that's uh, we'll give you some partial credit for that. But uh, yeah, we need two of them. So there's that. Yeah, you got you got. I don't know. I'm not gonna give any more hands because I feel like that was a huge hint that we just gave already one. So if you're gonna be uh, coming up with the answer, you got half the answers already, just right there in front of you. So let's try Jonathan and Quitman. Jonathan, what's your answer? 
about Hawker? Nope, nope. It wasn't Zach Hawker, man. It wasn't Zach Hawker. It uh, he did not become a consensus All American. So I'll give I'll give another hint. It's not a kicker. It's not a punter. All right. Joe Adams was one of them. So think a player similar to Joe Adams, right? Who's not a kicker. He's not a punter, but somebody who is really successful in special teams. How about DJ and Cabot? DJ, what's your what's your answer? Oh, sorry, that's a kid. Uh, Felix Jones and Joe Adams. That is correct, DJ and Cabot. It was Felix Jones and Joe Adams. Joe Adams in 2011 was the AP All-American and consensus All-American as he was a uh, punt returner and also Felix Jones is the kick returner in 2007. So Kid he, is happy about the win there. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> we got home from school too. So. Nice. Wow, perfectly timed out there. So, well, congratulations, DJ. We're going to put you on hold and we'll get your information and we'll make sure we get you those pair of tickets and uh, parking for the game at War Memorial this weekend. Awesome. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you, DJ. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for playing along. So, uh, But yeah, I was uh, looking through it all and just to kind of go through the, the list in my thinking of all of it is you know, Arkansas has had a lot of consensus All-Americans, which by the way, consensus All-Americans is different from, oh, well, he's an All-American from USA Today. Consensus is where it's like across the board, 100% unanimous. This person is an All-American. Nobody's even close. And Arkansas has had, uh, I guess in this case, six of them in the SEC era. Sean Andrews and Darren McFadden are the only ones that were two-time consensus All-Americans. Sean Andrews in 02 and 03 and Darren McFadden in 06 and 07. Joe Adams in 2011. You also had Hunter Henry at tight end in 2015. Felix Jones as the kick returner in 2007. And the other one, Jonathan Luigs, the offensive lineman, the center, who was the, uh, I think it's the Remington Award. I think he won that in 2007. So how about that? You had in that 2007 season three consensus All-Americans. And you won eight games. Not that I remember that or upset by it, but that's still that's just the case. So, uh, for those of you who tried, though, don't worry. Do not worry. We will have tomorrow on the show one final pair of tickets to give away. One final pair. We're going to make it fun. Try to give everybody a chance, but to give everybody a little bit of a hint on it. How about this? If you go and check out the YouTube page for 103.7 The Buzz, or you check out the Facebook page at 1037thebuzz or our Twitter page or X page at 1037thebuzz. We do video live streaming. We've been doing it for a while. So tomorrow it's going to have something to do with you watching that live stream of the show. I know not everybody can do that, but we're trying to have it more different ways where some people can text, some people can call, some people can look at video, some people can not look at video. Some people are good at trivia, some good people are good at just dialing up really quick and being the first caller. Trying to make it to where it's pretty diverse on how we do these ticket giveaways. But if you want a little hint for tomorrow to get you ahead of the game, just go and subscribe to the YouTube page of 103.7 The Buzz. That's honestly the easiest way and the best way to do it. And we'll give you details on that tomorrow, but we'll have another pair of tickets to give away. And who knows, maybe some parking to go along with it. We'll wait and see. But uh, appreciate everybody listening in. Appreciate everybody playing along and having some fun with it. And congratulations to DJ and Cabot as we are keeping it moving into our final segment here on Out of Bounds. And we have three and out coming up next. It's been a fast-moving show, but, man, when you're two days away from Razorback football starting up, what better thing to be than moving fast to get to it quicker as uh, we're about done with Trash Talk Thursday. But we'll have all that coming up next, and then we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports. So stay with us. August is here, and so is the start of spooky season. Stores are packed with Halloween decor, candy, and costumes. And car dealerships are flaunting interest rates that would scare Freddy Krueger. It's not that way at Guadney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Guadney's offering rates as low as 0.9%. This year, say no to candy corn, circus peanuts, licorice, and four-cylinder full-size trucks. Guadney Buick GMC's trucks have too many features, too much power, and 
and twice the cylinders. Why go buy a full-size truck with a four-cylinder when you can get the 5.3-liter V8 with an additional $32.50 off at Guadney Buick GMC? Buying a car doesn't have to be scary, and shopping at Guadney never is. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for Life. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. This Labor Day at the Home Depot, we're rolling out store-wide savings, like a new lower price of $99 on the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt 2-tool kit. Because we see long weekends as an opportunity to power up your projects. With the OnePlus battery system that works on over 280 products and counting. All driving you to do more this Labor Day at the Home Depot. Get the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt 2-tool kit for a new low price of $99. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are Realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights. Here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods. Here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are Realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all. Here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Get your tickets now for the Oakwan Sports Tailgate Party. Saturday, September 2nd, behind Double B's at Markham and Van Buren. We'll have free food and drinks, plus DJ Kramer mixing your favorite party tunes. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for your free tickets. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins, because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours, and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And uh, let's see. First off, how about some uh, some cool college football news? We always like the NIL deals that get thrown around, and some of them can be really funny and uh, pretty entertaining. Well, we know that Oklahoma has a quarterback named General Booty. That's his actual name, is General Booty. One of the best names you'll see in all of college football, but not only that, but he has a new NIL deal with an underwear brand. The Oklahoma quarterback signed with Rockham. 
And the photos came out of uh, General Booty rocking the underwear and a couple photos featuring the quarterback riding on horseback in those underwear. It's red color, comes with the classic OU logo, and also there are two pairs of socks that can be bought as part of the clothing line. Guess when you got a name like Booty, it's uh, something that you can rock, but kudos to him for being uh, that confident himself to wear a cowboy hat, some underwear, and be riding on a horse, but uh, he's probably getting uh, plenty of money for that. But, hey, with a name like that, their possibilities are endless, but glad it's something fitting with the name by signing with an underwear company. Tyreek Hill had an incident at a marina in Miami, and the NFL has said that he will not be disciplined for it. So uh, there was a disagreement with Tyreek Hill and one of the employees at the marina, and what happened was Tyreek Hill slapped the guy on the back of the head, and at the time... They questioned both of the parties, and the guy, he didn't want to press charges. And so now the NFL has said that they won't discipline Tyreek Hill, which is a good sign. He can move forward. And he said that he wasn't ever worried about a potential suspension. So now that came true for him where the NFL is not going to suspend him. But he says, whenever I'm able to come here and play ball, man, I get a chance to get away from all that at the end of the day. So that's the great thing about football. God has blessed me to be able to perform and do what I do, and I'm blessed and grateful for that, and I can just stay away from making boneheaded mistakes like that. So I always think it's cool with alternate uniforms if it's something creative, and I will give a lot of kudos and props to Houston, uh, the University of Houston, that is, the Cougars, because we know they're also making their debut in the Big 12, So what better way to do it than to have a little throwback alternate uniform, but not anything to their own, but mainly to the city, as they introduced Houston Cougar uniforms, but in the format or in the style of the old Houston Oilers jerseys. So they're going with a little bit of the baby blue look. They got the red, white, and blue, and their helmets, instead of having the Oiler logo, has just the word Houston written across it in cursive. I think it's really cool. I think that's unique, especially when it comes to the city itself there in Houston. So whenever it comes to alternate uniforms, it can be good or bad. This one's a great one, so props to them. More news with the Dolphins. They're going to have several players that begin the season on IR, and they're going to miss the first four games of the season, one being running back Jeff Wilson Jr., also cornerback, recently acquired Jalen Ramsey, Offensive guard, Robert Jones. All three of those players will be out at least until October 8th against the New York Giants. So this is kind of a a cool little story, or cool in in a sense of might be crazy. There's a 19-year-old kid who is crossing the Pacific Ocean by himself. He might be one of the bravest people of all time. His name's Garrett. He's a 19-year-old sailor. He embarked on a 2,400-mile upwind trip to the French Polynesia, showcasing his determination and adventurous spirit at a young age. He encounters a potentially dangerous situation when a fishing boat on a collision course doesn't respond to his radio calls, highlighting the importance of communication at sea. Uh, he also has experienced extreme weather conditions that with huge waves breaking over the boat, making it uncomfortable and tiring at night. And he lost uh, losing his phone changed the trip in a pretty big way, making the experience much more genuine without communication or entertainment distractions. And also he experiences sudden and intense squall, highlighting the unpredictable nature of the ocean and no need and the need for constant vigilance when it comes to crossing the Pacific alone. Uh, this is something that's, again, got to give a lot of preps and credit to somebody who's brave enough to do this, but uh, I don't know if it's brave or stupid, but if he ends up taking the, t- taking the cross of it and having this knocked off of his list, he could possibly accomplish anything, but doing a lot more than I was at 19 years old, that's for sure. John Isner, 38-year-old tennis player, is ending his 17-year tennis career. He made the announcement earlier this past week on social media saying that whenever he was done at the U.S. Open, then his career would be over. He lost a five-set match to end his career today. He said, this is why I've worked so hard as my whole life to play in atmospheres like this. To play in front of this crowd and to have support I've had is pretty special. So we talked yesterday about ESPN putting out some games from the ACC and college football and then the college football playoff and championship games and movie theaters and how some people may do that, some people may not do that. Well, how about this? Taylor Swift is releasing her concert, the Eras Tour, which has been all the rage. If you haven't heard anything about it, just follow some sort of female on social media and you'll know all about it. 
And uh, apparently it's going to be hitting theaters and IMAX on October 13th. Now, I know already that there's people I know that are madly in love with Taylor Swift and have an obsession with her. In fact, they look at her as a god. And they are pumped up and excited about it, even though they've been to multiple Taylor Swift concerts. But I'm like, if you've already been to the concerts themselves, and multiple ones, why would you, and you spent so much money on it, why would you spend more money to go and watch a production of the concert in theaters that you already went and saw multiple times? I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I don't hate Taylor for it. She's brilliant. She's smart because she knows that her obsessive, crazy, weird, Swifty fans are going to buy and pay for anything just like this, and she's going to make a killing and make so much money on it. So props to her. She's brilliantly smart when it comes to business, but I just don't understand why people would want to do this if you've already been to multiple concerts. If you haven't been to one, that's fine. But those of you who had experienced it already, in person is always going to be better than in a movie theater. Charles Barkley said he's tired of discussing the fact that he and Michael Jordan are no longer friends and they don't talk. He says, like I said, Michael got mad about something. I said we haven't spoken, and I'm really tired of saying that. And I'm like, yo, (laughs) Michael's doing great. I'm doing great. I wish him nothing but the best. But, like, dude, people act like we're Prince Harry and Prince William. We're not taking shots by backdoor channels all the time. Michael's doing great, and I'm doing great. So this might be one of the things that I I hate more than anything. Like, if you have a good thing going, don't screw it up by doing dumb things. And Max, used to be HBO Max, is doing one of those things. As if you have the app, one of the features that's going to be involving is, since there's CNN and connections with Max, among the features the company will try out will be alerting Max viewers of breaking news while they're watching something on that service, whether it be an HBO series, a movie, or show, or Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. They will have that pop up with breaking news. I hate this. Like, ju- like listen, we already got our phones. We already got you know notifications from that. The last thing I want to be doing is watching a movie and all this, and there's something that's they consider breaking news, which you know is not always going to be the case, and it pops up and it ruins your movie or show uh, watching experience, and you have to click off of it. That's annoying. Make it a setting to where it's available if they want it, but don't force it in there. Don't understand why they're trying to do something like that. So Michael Jackson's 65th birthday would have been a couple of days ago, and Paris Jackson didn't acknowledge it on social media. She had to defend not acknowledging it. And it should be pointed out that Michael Jackson was a Jehovah's Witness, so they didn't recognize his birthday, but she had to go on social media to explain that, pretty much saying he didn't want to celebrate his birthday, so that's why she didn't didn't say anything about it. Pick for tonight, Utah, Florida. I'm going with Utah. I'm going with Florida. Chris and Nathan both went Utah, so I'm on Florida Island. Guess we'll find out tonight. Appreciate everybody listening in. Stay tuned. Drive Time Sports coming up next. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See Shelter Agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele and Brian.